0: Jenny, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. Glad to have you. Uh, we've known each other for a little while, mm-hmm. but uh, we're going to go a little deeper, a little okay. deeper today. I'm ready. Uh, J.J.J. Jenny Johnson Jordan. <laughs> that's awesome. Do you like that? I do. Yeah. It's, it's
1: a mouthful. I, I My nickname is Triple J, so that's usually what I get called.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. And uh, doing a little more research on you, I found out you have a brother named Josh. I do. So, yes. So... That's cool. All days like, in the family. Yes, I <laughs> <laughs> like you even like you even more now. Uh, so people that don't know your your resume, you're a national champion at UCLA and two time runner up.
1: Yes, yes. Wow. Those were a little. Those were painful. But who'd yeah. you lose to? Stanford. Uh, yeah. Both years. Both years. Yeah. Oh man. Yep. Yeah, those were tough, tough okay. losses. Yes. I mean, one year we were actually undefeated, and that was our first loss of the season was losing to them.
0: Wow! Yeah. Wow! You had some. You had some good teams. There. Yeah, we did. You're an All-American. Mm-hmm. You are an Olympian. hmm You're a ten-time winner on the beach tour. Yes. Going from indoor to, to beach, and now, uh, and now recently inducted into the UCLA Hall of Fame. Yes. Yes. How yeah. was that?
1: It was amazing. Yeah. It was um, a really special time just to have my friends and family. That honestly was the best part, having everybody together in one place. Um, in a special place that I obviously has meant a lot to me.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. And your kids right. are old enough to kind of see that. Yeah, they, they get it now. So, okay. yeah,
1: that's that was, that's been fun.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. That's really cool. Welcome to the Playing for Eternity podcast, working together to put God first in our game. Now, some people don't know the history of sports in your family, it runs deep, yes, right? It does. Yeah. yeah, your dad. Rayford Johnson mm-hmm. was a two-time Olympian, yes. gold medalist, mm-hmm. 1960,
1: 1960. Yeah, in and, Rome. and then 56, uh, he won the silver.
0: In decathlon. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and your uncle, he uh-huh. played for the 49ers. Yeah. In what position?
1: He was a cornerback. Cornerback. For 17 years for the 49ers. Yes. So, yeah. mm-hmm. And now
0: in the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yes. And... Uh, and your husband,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: my yes. buddy, yeah, yeah,
1: KJ. <laughs>
0: he's got a, Yeah, he has a J in his name, so yes. he fits. You know, yeah. Um, he played football at, at UCLA. Mm-hmm. And what position did he play?
1: He is a uh, wide receiver. Wide receiver. Yeah,
0: he's yeah. got hands. Yep. Yeah, and now your daughter and your son, mm-hmm. both uh, getting into that, yeah. that high school, and we'll talk. We'll talk a little more. A little more about them. Okay. But uh, what was just? I want to know a little bit what it's like growing up mm-hmm. in that house with sports being such a big part. Uh, of your life just from an early age
1: mm-hmm. yeah I mean I think for both my brother and I you know we started at really at age 5 with soccer and just kind of morphed into different sports whatever season it was that's what we were playing it was basketball season we were playing basketball softball or baseball uh, I even had a short stint in gymnastics okay. <laughs> but I knew I would be too tall hey believe it or not I did gymnastics <laughs> yeah. for 6 months it's, and it's I, really good Yeah, <laughs> I, I loved it I was just never I could do every flip in the book I could just not I was not flexible mm. so my teacher would always get on me about that but I loved. that I put both my kids in gymnastics um, so yeah we, we played a bunch of different sports growing up and I just had really fond memories of how it brought our our family together mm-hmm. uh, especially with soccer and my parents were always really involved were our coaches uh, we were at the field from 8am to 4pm helping set things up and um, yeah it was always a time for family for us for sports
0: that's cool Yeah, that's cool Uh looking back I know for me sports kind of overcame our life mm-hmm. you know um, obviously you you know an Olympian your your brother throwing javelin and you you successful with with volleyball was that did sports become king I mean did you grow up with any faith in your house I mean yeah. it, how, did, did were your parents able to balance that how, how what was that like
1: I think it was always harder as we got older um, but growing up we always went to church um Uh, We were... I'd say as we got older, yeah, sports did kind of start to overtake, though. And, you know, we'd have games on Saturdays, games on Sundays. And as I got older, practices late at night. Mm -hmm. Um, And as we got older, I think my parents also, too, kind of allowed us to find our own faith, give us space for that. Um, We talked about God in our home. But I think my parents were of the mind that they were really probably backed off in a way that... um, allowed us to figure out what was right for us and um, and it probably started a little bit at an earlier age than uh, because of sports yeah then maybe like I would do with my family necessarily Mm -hmm. but I always knew that there was a faith there especially for uh, my dad and um, so yeah and it wasn't really until I got to college where I started to realize okay it's time for me to own my faith yeah and, and find out what this means for me as, as a, a singular person and not in connection with my family. Yeah.
0: Okay, so walk us through that a little bit. I mean, as you're kind of finding that, because I think that's so important. We grow up, I have a similar story, but we kind of grow up and we're, we need to own that and we need to identify that. our own personal relationship yeah. with Jesus. What are, just if you can remember, kind of what, what were some of those things that happened along, along the way? Was it someone, something? I mean, and you trying to really find a way to own your faith mm-hmm. and especially inside being a, a successful athlete
1: yeah I mean I think for me it was definitely not just one thing but um, I think a lot of times in testimonies you'll hear like about some kind of a crisis maybe that happened mm-hmm. but for me it was actually quite the opposite I came to UCLA and things were really good my uh, things were great with my sport my social life I love my friends um, you know I met my husband at UCLA and uh, school was going great. But I had these teammates who were believers, who were Christians, mm. and to me they stood out, and there was something different about them, honestly, and it made me kind of look inward and go, you know, what do I believe about God? What is my relationship to Jesus? I say I'm a Christian, but do I really know what that means? Yeah. And, you know, I really had not made that connection for myself yet. And so being around those teammates, uh, also having people on campus who were serving with campus ministries there, who mm-hmm. came alongside me, um, really helped me to, to take those steps towards my own faith and owning it for myself. And the end of my freshman year was when I prayed to receive
0: Christ. Very cool. So now these were older girls on your team? Yes, they okay. were
1: two or three years older. And I just remember them, they would go so hard in practice. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and they would go on runs for fun. And I'm like, that does not sound like fun. But they just were really sold out not only in their faith but in their sport. I mean they, yeah. they were the hardest workers by far. And they weren't yeah. necessarily the best players, but that stood out to me.
0: That's cool. Yeah. And that's really I mean trying to um, own your faith mm-hmm. in a sport where you're competitive. Yeah. You know, and obviously a collegiate level. Like that that there can there can be a balance there and sometimes I really think with, with our playing for eternity challenge, we need, to, we need to find a way to connect those two things. Yeah. And that's really cool to hear that, that the impact that someone could have, not the best player, that someone is having an impact on, on someone like you and able to, to own your faith. And then you go on to be successful and, and living out that faith through your professional career. I think that that's really cool. Yeah. So, with your own family now, mm-hmm. like as you kind of look back on, you have a senior in high school. Junior, R- she's a junior. junior yeah. Okay, she's a junior. Don't rush it. <laughs> all right, <laughs> you got kidding. a couple more years. Uh, uh, yeah, don't kick her out of the house too <laughs> yeah. soon. You ha- and then you have a son. He's yes. eighth grade. Yeah. Okay, so looking back on your your family tradition of sports and and kind of how you grew up in that, what what are you kind of intentional about with your family and and their faith and and with Long, Obviously, they're they're both athletes. How how yeah. are you working all that together?
1: Um, you know, it's it's hard because there are constantly things pulling for our kids' time. I mean, even more so than when I was growing up. Really, you think about just the phone in and of itself, mm. and how that takes time away. But for us, you know, we try to make church a priority. We, um, I think, a big thing that that. I know was helpful for me as a college athlete was the environment that I was around and the support that I had. And so for us, it's really important to have them around other people who are like-minded with us. Mm -hmm. So the student-athletes one for us is huge. So they're connected with a lot of the student-athletes who um, are believers as well. And we know that they can... Um, have that influence on their lives and it's not just us speaking into their lives yeah. we think that's so important um, so having people around us who we trust to really pour into them too is big
0: so valuable yeah, yeah so valuable I, I think of the the ministry at the church mm-hmm. uh, that i run and we want to be that other voice for parents yeah but when parents think that, hey, my kid goes to a Christian school or they have a Christian coach, like, they don't have to do their part. Mm-hmm. We are just another voice because I think, especially as the kids get into junior high, high school, they are listening less to mom and dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you need those other voices, and coaches are so powerful or student, you know, uh, their friends. I, I from day one, my kids are younger than yours, but praying for my kids' mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. I, I think that, I think there's power in that and, and who they're going to be around. Yeah. It's such yeah. an important thing. And
1: helping them to understand what to look for in a friend too. Mm-hmm. You know, like thankfully my kids are extremely open with me and talk to me a lot. And I find a lot of teachable moments with them, whether they're having an issue with a friend or maybe they're caught in the middle of two friends. Um, just those teachable moments have all, are also been a great way to intertwine faith and what's really important too. Yeah. So very
0: cool. Yeah. Now I know to get where you're at. I know you've worked hard and you've had to, you know, de- dedicate a lot of time and, <laughs> yeah. and energy and, into all that. So through all that, uh, obviously on the, the end of your your career now, you have a different perspective than someone that's just coming in or in the middle of it. What's something you did? Because I, I I just know you owned your you own your faith and you, you really try to do that in parenting. You, I, I can only imagine you try to do that in your, your playing days. But what you what do you do? What did you do to stay grounded, and kind of focused? on the Lord when you're traveling when you're competing when you're working out and all all these you know outside things are coming in
1: yeah Uh, I think the biggest thing that was beneficial to me my and not everyone's going to have this luxury I get it but my teammate was a believer Annette Mm -hmm. Davis Mm -hmm. and so um, playing with her in college and then through uh, my professional career we had each other to lean on and you know beach volleyball is a it's just you and your teammate. So, you know, some people are of the mind that you don't have to get along to be successful, but for me, if I'm going to spend that much time with somebody and travel and put so much work into a relationship, um, the fact that we were on the same level Mm -hmm. in a lot of things, Mm -hmm. I think was, was super helpful to keep me grounded in my faith. Um, but I also know too that, you know, traveling a lot, I, um, I would spend time in the word definitely and uh, try to build myself up that way because I could be gone three, four weeks at a time Mm. from home in any like Christian community Um, and so that was a big deal for me too and I think just the responsibility and knowing that I was representing Christ Christ everywhere I went so whether it was the referees especially I feel like that is one of the biggest testimonies (laughs) honestly we can have as athletes and um, you know I'm a very competitive player I would get very fiery but disrespecting refs and doing that just to me just you Mm. know was never something I wanted to be about and what I found actually was that refs respected me more um and if I did go to argue a call and I was they knew if I was arguing it they knew I was probably right and they just go oh gosh you know I know she's right and um you know I just I felt like I had so I respect there that, that maybe some other players didn't have, and that that was honestly just the Lord working in my life. Because there are times that, of course, I'd like to go off yes. on a ref if they got the call wrong. <laughs> anyone who's ever played yeah. any sport, yeah, yes. I think everyone can relate to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's definitely pockets and areas where we can be lights, um, where it's a little bit harder for. Yeah. Uh, well, we I hope walk.
0: anyone listening to this playing like that. There, there is a line. It's hard to, it's hard yeah. to walk sometimes. I know we, we probably a competitive person will step over that line sometimes, but yeah. I think the thing to take out of that is really, like, you had an intentional thing, like, hey, I'm not going to argue the rest. Mm. Um, that's not, I'm going to... Or th- argue respectfully. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> I definitely argue. <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah. We'll go find, someone find yeah. footage of you arguing. Yeah, like, she's a liar. Respectful. I mean, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, so in the, uh, in your sport, mm-hmm. so we're talking, you know, mostly beach volleyball as a professional, but even, you know, college, you know, collegiate athlete, what was um, what you fight against most as far as following your faith in that world? I mean, what what, what was surrounding you that was that you know, hey, this is difficult. I got to be, you know, I got to be on my game. I, I'm guarding against that in in, in your world of, of professional volleyball.
1: Um, I think for pro volleyball, for me, I think um, sometimes the how people. I mean, I never switched partners, but just in even in that world of how you treat other people, it's very easy to. Um, maybe you would dump someone, you know, a couple days before a tournament. Or I think how we interacted with people was always um, something I wanted to guard myself against and make sure that I was in line with the way the Lord would want me to treat somebody. Um, I think one that may not be as obvious may be just, um, well, the bathing suits, too. I know that's something that will come up, too. and Annette and I were always trying to be very conscious of, you know, being as modest as possible, but also understanding what the uniform was—that mm-hmm. was a big thing for us. Um, and you know, I think my my struggles probably probably came more in the collegiate level as I was just learning to own my faith and what does it mean to have God in my sport that they're not two separate things. Yes. Because for a long time, that's what I that's how I saw it, and I was like, how do you how can you be super competitive and fiery, which I was. And then also honor the Lord and what you're doing. And I learned very quickly that me um, and my fire and my desire to win and be the best I can be, it does honor the Lord, you know, when I do it in the right way. Mm-hmm. And so um, for me, finding that balance was the biggest challenge at first in college and then try to maintain that through my professional career.
0: Yeah, very cool. That That is so important. I mean, it takes time. You know, I mean, I think someone trying to own their faith and figuring out where that is, mm-hmm. and uh, again, we attorney sports is set up to help people do that. We really want to to give them ideas and and practical ways that they can try to own their faith because I the culture is trying to say, hey, you leave your faith over there, mm-hmm. and now you can come play your sport, pick that up when you're done. Yeah, but we don't want to see it, especially yeah. on the professional level. So. It's it really cool to hear how you, you especially, I, you know, I know in that you guys just owning that through that, what a light you must have been in that, in that world. That's yeah. really cool.
1: And I see the challenges being even more pronounced now in the professional ranks, or even in college, like locker room, you know, what they're listening to, mm-hmm. and the pressure there to listen to certain kinds of music to get pumped up, and um, so, you know, there are things here and there where I feel like we can take stands as believers, which I know is not always comfortable or easy, but... It's important and people are going hmm, I wonder I wonder why she takes that stand and people ask questions and want to know more. Yeah. So, um, there's definitely a little other little places where I feel like we can yeah. as believers be strong.
0: Very cool. But like you said, it wasn't it's not just you. You you know, the intentionality of having a team around you and, yeah. and, and, and someone helping you along and, and having those barriers in place for you to, to be able to own your faith and mm-hmm. grow and all that type of stuff so important. Um, so you and Annette played 14 years on the on the beach tour, yes. mm-hmm. and uh, and during that time, you both had kids. We did. And families. Yes. So, I mean, that's a, I mean, professional athlete alone, so what, what was that schedule like during that time? I mean, you guys having kids and family and traveling and all that type of stuff, you know, looking back, how'd you juggle all that?
1: We had a lot of help. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, it started with our husbands being so understanding and supportive of us, um you know training having small children and also at least with our first for me Jalen and for her Maya traveling internationally continuing to make that push to make the Olympic team and Mm -hmm. so that meant being gone three and sometimes four weeks at a time which was hard and it was hard on us too I mean we didn't want to leave our kids and you know they don't really remember that (laughs) (laughs) our kids don't remember but um but yeah it it could be challenging and also our parents were also really helpful in helping out and caring for the kids and um, really making that uh, dream of pursuing the Olympics a possibility for us mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, mean, I know for Annette and I we're, we've always been kind of on the same or similar life path in terms of timing we got married within six months of each other had kids within you know a few months of each other on both times and it just allowed us to kind of pursue the same timeline as, as far as playing career and being able to maintain a professional relationship and stay connected as partners the whole 14 years
0: looking from the outside in it I just see that as a blessing from God I mean you guys trying to do the right thing and those type of things lining up and having a partner you guys together all that time that's that's really cool as you look back I imagine you would feel the same way
1: oh yeah it was a total blessing and I just remember there was a time where uh with our first kids Annette was pregnant with Maya first. And so I had to think about who who am I going to play with? Because even though, you know, my desire was to have a child, that wasn't happening for me right away. And so uh, I just remember thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, who am I going to play with? It was excruciating (laughs) thinking about that. And I actually started training with somebody else in that preseason. And then Kevin and I found out we were pregnant. I was like, okay, great. (laughs) I'm taking the year off, you know. There you go. So, so yeah, it was an extreme blessing to be able to um, partner up with Annette in that way for so long.
0: That's awesome, yeah. So I can only imagine that that relationship probably had some up and downs you mm-hmm. know being equally yoked probably helped in uh help it work for you guys. So was there anything I mean I think you hit on the, the god part of it but that really made that work for you because I think there you know you see partners change all the time yeah. in the, on the tour and and things just almost the grass is greener this isn't working it's you know it's almost a blame game. Mm-hmm. What made it work for you guys?
1: Um, Well, I think for us, you know, sometimes it can be hard to say the hard things to people who we're closest to, and I think for Annette and I, although we may have gone through a time where we didn't say some hard things to each other, we learned very quickly that we needed to do that. So whether it was on the volleyball court or off the court, um, we had been through enough off the court in our lives together to know that having that um, direct communication with each other, like saying what we need, saying what I need on the court, saying what she needs. We're two very different players. I'm very vocal and fiery and emotional. I get really hyped up and, Mm -hmm. you know, she is just like this, (laughs) you know, she's just very even, didn't really talk a lot. And so for me, you know, I needed more from her in terms of communication and, and energy Um, and I know she would feed off of my energy and sometimes maybe be a little too much I have to tone it down a little bit (laughs) so I think in that way just being able to understand what the other person needs in order to be the most um, effective on the court and off the court I think that for us being able to take our relationship with the Lord into our sport too we prayed before we we played in tournaments together Mm -hmm. we were able to um, connect with other athletes who were also believers and encourage them in their faith lead Bible studies on the road with the different tours that we were on, too, cool. which was really cool. Um, and sometimes people from other countries, which yeah. was really cool, too. Um, so in that way, we've we've been able to stay connected and, and really weave our relationship with the Lord into everything that we do.
0: That's cool. That's really cool to hear that that's going on. Uh, so when you guys decided to retire, was the transition tough? I mean, you guys already had families and things. What, what was that transition like for you guys?
1: I think the hardest part of the transition was, I think we both felt like we could have kept playing. Um, but I also think we had come to a point in our career where we, we had done pretty much everything we wanted to do. And the tour for beach volleyball is kind of cyclical where it's like strong, strong, strong for a long time and then it kind of sometimes takes a dip. And so as we were finishing our careers it was starting to take a little bit of a dip. So it actually was great timing and made a lot of sense to step away. Um, but for me, being a competitive person, I'm competitive when I do everything. Like kevin and i play cards and i'm like (laughs) you know i'll be at a baby shower and playing games sometimes i have to just like settle down (laughs) because inside i'm like i really want to win
0: is kevin like that i know he's not
1: as much like that yeah but um i I think i'm more like that my my son and i are very similar in that way um and so i think for me having that outlet not having anymore it was was a little bit of an adjustment Mm. um but I felt like I had, I felt pretty good about ending my career when it did. Other than the fact that I felt like physically I probably could have stepped going, stopped, uh, kept going if it had made sense, you know, yeah. financially. But yeah. at that point the tour was kind of yeah.
0: going down. Okay, so. interesting. Well, no, you know, you've had success. And I think when people see an athlete, especially someone who's been successful from an early age, and the family you come from, it's easy to start identifying ourselves as an athlete Mm -hmm. um that's you wrap yourself up in being an athlete i know that that was for me i think i think people in their their 30s and 40s still identify themselves as an athlete and when that is taken away it's it can be a difficult transition Mm -hmm. and it can be a difficult time who am i and uh i think just listening to you talk you've had that transition of owning your faith and identifying in the lord tell me somebody um or someone, maybe, maybe it was a couple people, someone that really had an impact on you early on. doesn't mm-hmm. have to necessarily be a coach, but that, yeah. that you saw me like, hey, I need, you, you saw the identifying in Christ and not as an athlete or, or whatever else that would be in someone's life, uh, that you saw that really had, a, had an impact on you.
1: I think um, some of the people that had the greatest impact on my walk with the Lord, especially early on, and really even up to this point now where it's... Um, there was a, a couple and a single woman on staff at UCLA, uh, with a campus ministry, sports ministry, who were not only integral in in that for me, but also for Kevin too. And um, it was Rod and Sherry Harrison and who actually Rod ended up marrying us five years later um, when we got married. But he and his wife Sherry were, and their family really they had they have four amazing kids so we feel like they're a part of their family, but. Uh, he and his wife and also Natalie Noose, who was also on campus there, really, they were the first ones to to help me to see how, one, um, my relationship with the Lord was totally a part of my sport, that they were not separate, and really helped me to understand what it meant to be a Christian on and off the court. And um, I think for both Kevin and I, those relationships were huge in... Uh, in my spiritual development. I mean, I consider like run share like my spiritual parents, and they're still very connected to us even today, you know, 20-some years later. I think we've been married, yeah, 22, <laughs> 22 years. <clears throat> so for me, those people pouring into my life mm-hmm. and investing in me spiritually uh, was huge, and it was also what brings us to what we do today, Kevin and I. I mean, that's a big part of what our life is about, is investing in other people and other athletes And wanting to see them grow in their walk with the Lord. And then again, you know, pass that on to their teammates and to their families and to be examples and lights in their lives too.
0: Yeah, how that just trickles down through all that. And I know, yeah, Kevin's been doing that for a long time. I know you're you're doing that. Mm -hmm. And really, do do you feel like that stemmed from because of the help you got and the, the value?
1: Oh, 100%. I mean... It's, it, But it was just a natural thing that happened because we were poured into and we wanted to pour back what we had been given. Yeah. And um, I always knew, even in college, that we would end up doing some form of that, mm-hmm. whether it was like official or unofficial as a vocation, that that would be something that we would be committed to uh, as former student-athletes, knowing the impact that somebody had in our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: so much beyond the beyond the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so cool. I wish I had... So. I had people in my life, but in the beginning I didn't. Yeah. And um, traveling and playing basketball overseas was, you know, you're, you're alone. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was disciplined enough to, you know, listen to sermons and read books and, and things like that because I had time and I didn't speak the language. Yeah. It gave me a lot of extra <laughs> time. But I look back and I think it's one of those things that, that's created this drive for this for this ministry and eternity mm-hmm. sports is I think people need help in trying to connect those things I mean, you're at a university, you know, a major university with, with people that are, that are helping there. But what I really want people to see, and I know we, I've shared this with you, is that we, a believer can be that wherever they are. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a ministry wherever you are. And I want people to hear that you took ownership of that, you know, where you were. And like, I have a ministry and I didn't yeah. start right away. You know, as, you, as you're maturing and, and growing in the Lord, but we have that where we are, mm-hmm. and those people affected you, and how many people have you affected, and how many people, and it just it just spreads, and it just is, it's it's what God's called us to do, yeah. you know, and it's 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 really cool. I, I love to hear that, and especially you know, you being out of your career now and having that perspective is so different than someone that's just started or in the middle in the middle of their career. So, uh,
1: yeah, I think that. Just the connection is so important. I know as a student athlete, having other student athletes I can connect with was huge. Mm-hmm. And even now as I'm older, I'm not competing, but I have other coaches or other people in our lives that it's I have to connect with other believers. I cannot do this by myself. Yeah. I don't want to do it by myself. That's yeah. not the way God designed it. Yes. He wants us to be in community with each other and to you know connect in that way. So, yeah. yeah,
0: even though you're trying to rip their head off when you're playing against yeah, them. Yeah, yeah no. that's Sometimes all right. That. <laughs> <laughs> okay, something fun we like to do is a little uh, rapid fire. Oh, gosh, okay. <laughs> okay. So quickly, okay. turn your brain off, all right. and you're just going to answer the best you can, okay? okay. Uh, beach or indoor? Beach. All right, don't blame you for that. Yeah. Most memorable volleyball match?
1: Uh, probably, ooh, gosh, probably playing the national championship. Yeah, UCLA.
0: Who's a better athlete, you or your husband? Oh, me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm going to make sure he hears that. Your favorite sport to watch?
1: Oh, um, probably football.
0: How many countries have you played volleyball in?
1: Oh, God, at least 20.
0: Favorite thing to do with your kids?
1: Um.
0: Snuggle with them. <laughs> they're I know they're older, but I just oh, love it. They're not going to
1: want to hear that. No, oh, that no. or just, I mean, honestly, we just have so much fun. We just, you know, we laugh. Oh, scare them. I, I would like to do that a lot in our house. We scare each other. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, uh, have you ever lost to USC?
1: No, I have not. Never. Never as a player. Never as, as a coach, okay. I have, but okay. never as a player. Okay.
0: No. Favorite beach city?
1: uh Rio de Janeiro.
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh, I bet they don't have those modest bathing suits down there. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. Uh, Coolest celebrity you ever met?
1: Oh, gosh. I don't
0: even know. Besides your dad.
1: I know. I can't even. I don't I wouldn't even know, honestly.
0: Have you met a celebrity?
1: I I have. I've met a few. (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to think of who would be the coolest. Somebody you
0: met where you're like, that was cool.
1: Oh, I mean... I actually, well, I would say I didn't actually get to, like, meet him, like, shake his hand, but I, my dad did, and I got to go with him when he met Mel- Nelson Mandela when he was freed. Uh, he came into to L.A. and did a um, had a tour, and so I got to sit in the audience, but my dad actually got to go back and meet him. So how that old were you then? cool. I don't know. I was pretty young. Okay. I can't remember how young I was. Yeah, that was, but I do remember it. I, yeah, yeah, you have memories that wow, yeah,
0: that's very cool. Yeah, the last was not rapid fire, but that's really cool. Yeah, uh, so you and Annette uh, made the Olympics in 2000, Mm -hmm. and uh, just a little bit, just what was was that experience like? I mean, getting there, being there, representing your country, I mean, that's that's just a such a cool thing,
1: yeah. I mean, for a lot of people don't know, it's actually a two year qualifying process, and you talk about a test of will. <laughs> I mean, it was a very competitive... We had a lots of U.S. teams that were very competitive. Only two get to go from each country. And we had maybe four or five teams that could have gone, honestly. Mm. And so that two-year process of playing tournaments overseas, tracking points, I mean... It, it it definitely had its ups and downs and it could be extremely stressful but when we actually finally clinched it I think we were in Marseille, France and it's the windiest uh, I think it's called the windsurfing capital of the world and we actually have beach tournaments there so it's like 30 mile an hour winds and you're just trying to serve the ball you can barely get over the net on one side and the other side you serve it and go sailing out but somehow we pulled together a second place finish there and we were able to qualify for the Olympics at that tournament and Walking into the stadium, I know a lot of. You hear a lot of Olympic athletes that don't go to opening ceremonies. But there was no way we were not going to opening ceremonies, yeah. and so <clears throat> getting to walk in with all the U.S. athletes at that time. Uh, you know, we walked in with a lot of the NBA players, so that was fun. And a lot I knew a lot of the track athletes from UCLA, and so having that experience and then the first time we walked into the stadium at Bondi Beach was pretty cool too. I mean, That's ten thousand cool. people. And my family had flown over. Kevin was there too. Um, I had a couple friends as well. So it was a really, really cool experience. And this is yeah. before you had kids, right? This is yeah, 2000. This, before this is Sydney, kids. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Okay. Now I know you, you guys did well, but you finished outside the podium. Yeah.
1: That was tough. How
0: was that? I mean.
1: Uh... It was very disappointing. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, even to this day, I've never actually watched any of the footage from really? Sydney. I just it's too it's still it's still too hard for me. We were favored to medal. Um, some people had us favored to win gold. So to walk away with no medal mm-hmm. to me was was probably honestly one of the most disappointing things in my sports career. Um, I was really looking forward. I I was competing on. Uh, Australian soil, which my dad had competed in in '56, it just like mm-hmm. all these pieces were coming together, and I just felt like the perfect end of the story. And when it didn't happen, I just remember coming out of the press conference and going up to my brother and just hugging him, and just bawling, just crying. I was so so disappointed. Yeah. Um, so it's it's still hard, but. I mean my gosh the journey that we took to get there and what I have learned in terms of life lessons and experiences I had were amazing but yeah the the actual mm-hmm. match is still still hard still to hard do you think you'll
0: ever watch those
1: I don't know that I will honestly <laughs> I don't think I don't especially knowing what I know now having played cuz we were we were I only played the sport 3 years at that point so now I've got 20-plus years of experience, I think, to look back and go, oh, why did I do that? Yeah. We should have done that. I think I don't even want to see it in that light anymore. Oh, Maybe I'll let my kids watch it, yeah. kids, but without me. When but. they get
0: too big for themselves, you yeah. have to watch mom in, your, in the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so as we wrap up, uh, w- identifying your know, sports and faith, as, as we kind of talk about that, what would you leave somebody with, whether it be someone getting into the coaching realm, trying to own their faith, or an athlete trying to, to have their faith, because I know you coach, and you know, you've, you've kind of seen that, that whole spectrum of, of what it's like. Uh, what would you want to leave somebody with as far as spiritually trying to, to connect those two things?
1: Um, I would encourage them to just to know that they're not separate, that they are together, and there's so many amazing ways to weave our, um, our walk with the Lord with whatever we're doing, but especially with sports and to encourage people to to be strong too. There's so many moments where it can be easy to, to give in mm-hmm. or to uh, sacrifice what we believe even or make concessions in certain areas. And it's hard to stand up. I totally get it, but it's totally worth it. And if you can find people, even if it's just one teammate or one other coach, just one other person to encourage you, you encourage each other, it makes a world of difference and I've seen it in my own walk and my own path in sports and I see it and I encourage it with my student athletes now to like mm-hmm. just find one person and um, make the stand together
0: that's you know? really cool yeah okay um so what we're doing this season mm-hmm. with the show is we're asking all of our guests to uh to nominate someone to be on the show
1: oh Okay. somebody
0: that's a professional
1: uh-huh
0: and somebody that you know is just is is doing that? They're owning their faith through their sport, and uh, and being a light, being that, being yeah. that what, what we just discussed here. And so, who who you want? Who do you want to nominate <laughs> on the spot?
1: I mean, hey, if you're if you're gonna go, you might as well go big. What about Steph Curry? <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, here's the caveat: you have to connect us.
1: Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah. Let me let me let me try. I you know I follow his wife on Instagram. I love her. She's great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, why not? I'll, yeah, I can I can try to do that for you.
0: Okay. <laughs> all right. I like it. Here we go. Here we go. That's, go big. Why not? There we go. We'll get we'll get Steph on board. I imagine. <laughs> I imagine he'd love to. Uh, and sports is such a small world. It really yeah. does kind of connect it. it. It all it all gets connected, especially in the you know in the, in a realm of sports world. I mean, you probably are one person connected one person wide to everyone that's ever played yeah. professional football. I mean, it football. could happen. His
1: sister plays yeah. volleyball, so you never okay. know. We might have some people in common.
0: Well, Triple J, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, it was, it was it. great hearing your story. Thank you. Cool. Thanks for listening. To find out more about Eternity Sports or to join the challenge of putting God first in your game, visit us at EternitySports.com